and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Top of the crock to you. Uh, I'm drinking right now <clears throat> what I like to call an Easter highball, which is just a whiskey and soda that I drink while I'm eating jelly beans. <laughs> you a big jelly beans fan? Yeah, I love jelly beans. Really? I did not yeah. know about you. Huh. Yep. Jelly beans Mostly, I like gummy candy, and then I like chocolate, and then I like Reese's Cups. Yeah, Reese's Cups are probably the best, definitely. That's one of the best things about Easter also. I want I'm not a big hard candy guy. No, I don't know anybody who is a big hard candy guy. Do you? I mean, like old people are. Yeah, what are those originals? Yeah, so maybe like in a couple of years, I'll be like, you don't know what I really love? Oh, Peppermint suckers or like licorice suckers, you know? <laughs> root beer barrels. Uh, root beer, okay. I will actually stand up for root beer barrels. I kind of like root beer barrels. They're tasty. What I don't understand are actually Jolly Ranchers. I actually really hate Jolly Ranchers. Hmm. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't like. Um, Wax-based candies? Sure. Like uh, Starburst. Well, I guess jelly beans are maybe wax-based. Oh, I like the gummy-based jelly beans, I think. Starburst is problematic. Right. C- candy corn I don't like. Candy corn is you know, disgusting. Like those Coke bottles, you know, the waxy ones? Those I don't mind. Hmm. Starburst, I, I get frustrated with Starburst because I think it tastes really good. And right. then I put it in my mouth and then I'm like, my mouth is full of tar. Like, wax. Yeah, it's wax. Yeah. And it's gross. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually an unpleasant experience. Do you, uh, nodes. Nodes are good. Remember nodes? Yeah. Yeah. Nerds are pretty good. Yeah. That, that, I'm thinking of like the purest form of candy, right? Like non-chocolate category. Yeah, I like Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids are good. Gummy worms are good. I like gummy worms. See, I like my gummy candy to be sour. Sure. Um, yeah, sour gummy worms. Sour gummy worms, sure. Yeah. Each slices, you know? Delicious. Peach slices, underrated and very good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Well, I uh, hope you all had a good Easter. We'll talk more about Easter cuisine in a minute. Uh, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is the B Block. We're going to talk about some top of the crock, some uh, cooking and cuisine issues. Before we get into it, I want to let you know if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. They- Love us. <laughs> we- 
click, click, click. We need clicks, clicks and eyeballs. Uh, we also have a Twitter account at Dump on the Ump, uh, at Dump on the Ump, also Instagram at Dump on the Ump, and Facebook at Dump on the Ump. So check us out. Uh, I am very active. I, I've been thinking about this, Sam. I'm very active on Twitter because there was a global pandemic and I just got used to spending eight hours a day playing on my phone. Eh, I feel like you were active on Twitter before that. I like Twitter because of the, it's a word-based app. Right. I think that's what I like about it. I've been thinking a lot about that. Because like I go on Instagram from time to time and then I, I'm like, I'll spend 45 seconds on Instagram and then hop off. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'll scroll through Twitter forever and ever, which is bad. But uh, because you never know what's going to come up next. Yeah, but you don't do Reddit, right? No, I don't do Reddit. I have the Reddit app on my phone. I don't, I would say don't get into that. Yeah. I don't want to lose you to Reddit, you know? I don't think that's going to happen because, and here's just one thing why. Maybe I'm being too optimistic about this. But one reason why is, Whenever I get really mad at somebody saying something stupid on Twitter, usually whatever they're talking about is something they got from Reddit. Right. And they add it to Twitter. Well, that's where you go to get radicalized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also porn. And also porn. But mostly to be radicalized in some form or another. Like, there's no, it's not like you go there and then you join ISIS, but like, if you go there, you're going to join some sort of extremist group in some denomination that you're maybe already leading in that direction, you know? Right. But you could be like a union guy and then like you go on Reddit and a couple of minutes, like a couple of months later, you're like trying to, you know, crush capitalism with napalm, you know what I mean? Gotcha. I don't think I need Reddit for that, but I see what you're saying. No, no, I mean, but like literally with napalm. Okay, yeah. Uh, sure. But you don't want to hurt anybody. Right. No, I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to hurt Elon Musk. That's the only person I want to hurt. <laughs> it's crooked dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, now that we're on the subject, um, did you ever watch that HBO uh, miniseries, Q into the Storm? No. I, I really, I, I, I've got... I think, up a couple of times. Yeah, I think I've got two more episodes I need to watch. I really recommend it. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. But the funny thing is that Q is just a guy. Right? Like, yeah, works for the Department of Agriculture or something. No, it's Ron. Q is Ron Watkins. The dude who lives in uh, the Philippines, whose dad is this weirdo who runs different internet companies, and one of them is a Japanese pornography website, and one of them was trying to be the Japanese version of Fox News, but it failed. 
and one. So wait, did they find out who it was definitively? He denies it, but it's like I'm convinced. It's got to be. It's got to be Ron. It's Ron. You're pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what? Yeah. Okay. And this is a guy who has no attachment to the government, no insights, no insider intelligence. It, it, it's, it's a guy who runs a website. Hmm. And doesn't even live in the U.S. He does not live in the U.S. He's probably legally an American citizen. So how does he know all of those government secrets then? There are no government secrets. Like Q... Q, the character Q, never knew any government secrets. That was one thing that became clearer over time is this, whoever is writing for Q actually doesn't know anything. Right. So why do people still believe it, Joel? That's the real question. Right. That's the real question. I mean, the short answer is people are idiots, Sam. Right. Uh, the longer answer is that people have, all, well, have always tended towards cult-like behaviors. Okay. And what that means is that uh, the, it fulfills a kind of meaning in their lives. Right. Because suddenly, instead of you're slowly dying, working 10 hours a day, 50 hours a week for Walmart, and you still can't pay your rent, and you don't have health care, and your life is slipping away from you, instead of thinking about that all day, suddenly you're a secret warrior in the, in the ongoing conflict between good and evil. And you need to help out this super spy who's reaching out to you for help to defeat the evil, pedophilic, satanic cabal. Right. That, that will, like, that's a way more fun reality to live in. Right, but at some point, you got to be like, why? Why would they choose me? Because you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> No, fucking serious. And I'm going to talk about this again in a minute. This, this is a whole area of film studies about this, like Luke Skywalker, right? Tim right. McVeigh, who uh, bombed Oklahoma City in, I think it was 1994. Yeah, I know who he is. American yeah. hero, right? No. Uh, Sam is making a joke there just for the NSA who's listening to us. Um, or maybe I'm QAnon. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. He loved Star Wars. He saw himself in Luke Skywalker. Uh, so wait, where did the QAnon people come across on the Oklahoma City bombing? There's a genealogy there. Um uh, like there's a, there's a direct genealogy between, like the it, it, they're all anti-Semites, right? That the common foundation here is anti-Semitism, 
there's, there's the, a genealogical thread that goes from like the protocols of the elders of Zion in the 1920s to the Turner Diaries to the 19, in the 1970s to Waco, Texas to Oklahoma City. Um, I'm missing a step to, to QAnon, but it's, you know, the government is secretly run by Jewish communists who want to steal your property and oppress you. This right. Like that's a common belief. From? Of all of, uh, from, from forever, from, from the, the beginning of Western history. That's what the Roman Empire was based on. I mean, kind of, yeah. <sighs> Very disappointing. But I think the thing, the thing is that, like, these folk, like, a lot of people get attracted to QAnon through New Age spiritualism also. Okay. Like, you got a lot of hippies involved in QAnon, which is kind of the flip side of this, like, we're trying to find a way to infuse our lives with meaning. And it's like, that's what it is. It's like a drug for giving your otherwise meaningless life meaning. That's what QAnon does. It, yeah. it, they use all these matrix metaphors, right? The red pill. Yeah, that's such a harsh burn though. Your lives are meaningless. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> they gotta figure that shit out and uh, it, it's easier to be like oh it's not like I've slowly lost you know the the wage gap has raised over the last 30 years it's I'm secretly Neo or I'm not Neo Q is Neo and I'm like Trinity right and Neo out Right. And also, like, secretly, probably a pedophile. Well, that's the other thing that's got me all mad, is that there have been this rash of actually real sex trafficking and pedophilia cases that have sprung up recently. And the QAnon folks do not give a damn at all. There's a Christian day school in Missouri that's being investigated right now, prosecuted for years of child sexual abuse, Ugh. right? Because that's what happens over and over again. What happens at these Christian day schools? Children get abused. That's what happens. QAnon doesn't give a damn about that. This congressman, Matt Gates, you know. Right. Jupiter, Florida, man. Okay. <laughs> this motherfucker right here, he's being investigated for sex trafficking, for prostitution, and for pedophilia, having sex with an underage woman, which is rape. QAnon's like, which is rape. Yes. QAnon's like, let's wait for the facts. Right. <laughs> 
Like if Nancy Pelosi wasn't in the room, it didn't happen. Well, Nancy Pelosi was in the room, you know, performing her satanic blood drinking rituals. Right. That's what he should say is he should just say, Nancy Pelosi made me do it. Yeah, bring her down with him. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's all bullshit. I'm sorry to get off track on this one, but it's all all bullshit. And but but there is this fundamentally deeper meaning of like, why do let's say millions, like more than a million Americans are like, yeah, this is what I want to do with my free time now. Right. It's not good. right yeah well no one ever said christianity wasn't wait we're not talking about christianity well it's related to christianity though right yeah you like that's one it's one of these access points to q and a is like white evangelical being a white evangelical christian yeah well, I just like the reason that, that I my mind went there is because you just you were talking about the schools and there was that guy who killed all of those women and at massage parlors in Georgia. Yeah. And his whole thing was, you know, he was a sex addict, sex addict that, you know, was like super into porn and prostitution and also was raised in this super like sex is bad christian community church and you know just ended up killing a bunch of women yeah yeah i I, that's i mean that's related which is the whole you know sex workers are people too asian people too Right, regardless of how you feel about prostitution, it's like not as bad as murder, you know? Right. Like, even if you think prostitution is as bad as you can think it is, it's like not as bad as killing somebody, you know? I tend to think that. I tend to agree with that. So I just don't, you know, and then there's this really deep connection to like, oh, well, this is the Christian thing to do, you know? Well, it's not recognizing the reality of, of like the sex industry. Uh, I mean, you know what my answer is, Sam? Because huh. we need to unionize the sex workers. I don't know if that will help. No, it would. If you if you legalize it, like it wouldn't solve every problem, obviously. But it works in other countries. If you legalize prostitution, adult prostitution right and then and then allow sex workers to form fucking unions you see this violence against women plummet in these areas that it it's it that's the thing to do is to not deny that this is what's happening to be like okay this is what's happening what do we have to deal with it the problem is like the the taboo of paying for sex in you know there's lots of related issues with that but then you 
can help to avoid guys like this mass murderer in Georgia who was racially motivated against Asians, who was misogynistically motivated against women, and blamed it in, and used quote unquote sex addiction as an excuse. Right. Through his evangelical Christianity. Oof. This is a baseball podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just think that the QAnon people are way too obsessed with pedophilia to like not be leaning in that direction themselves. Well, and that's something I don't understand is that I agree with you that they are like obsessed with pedophilia, but then like you accuse real pedophilia. This is really happening. They don't do anything about it. Right. Well, that's because it's like, it's a whole fantastical view of pedophilia. Yeah. It's like weird satanic sex rituals and like shit that is really, you know, fictional. Yeah. You know, this is like a, this is like a twisted fantasy of somebody. You're then, like, oh, powerful politician uses money and influence to have sex. Which with is literally what happened. Right, but that's not you know that's like really depressing and not very fantastical at all. That's like you know something that's terrible. Okay. Yes, but so. Uh, you're 100% correct. But their whole thing was the rich and powerful politicians are using money to hide their pedophilia crimes. And then it seems like this has happened with this Republican guy. Right. And they're like, no, that's not the same thing. Even though it's like verbatim. That's what they said was happening. It looks like this guy was doing it. Allegedly. Right. And what was his defense? The FBI made him do it? His defense is really convoluted and confusing. And this is what we need to write a novel about. His defense was... Netflix series. His dad was being blackmailed by undefined government agents to try to get his dad to help out with an Iranian hostage negotiation. And I thought, was, uh, I thought it was organized crime, no? Did he switch off of that? No, it was Iranian hostage. Uh, now I gotta check my facts. I thought it was you because his dad was a, a member of the Florida Senate for years and years and years mm. and a dentist. Don't trust dentists. Yeah. It's fucked up. Joel's natural enemy, the dentist. I don't, well, okay. Actually, my natural enemy is the orthodontist. Honestly, I don't mind going to the dentist. I kind of find it relaxing. Didn't we figure out that if you were going to be a serial killer, you would only kill dentists, though? Didn't we land that somehow? I don't think so. I don't hate dentists. 
You don't love them. No, because it's kind of like <laughs> all you have to do is sit there in the chair and you don't like it's uncomfortable, but you don't have to do anything. Right. That like you can kind of zone out. I don't like it when dentists try to talk to me or like small talk. I right. always ask for sunglasses. Do you do that? No. I I always ask for sunglasses. That's smart. You put the sunglasses on. Mostly. Ball- I, always, I always ask for morphine. Well, no, I'm talking about like a tooth cleaning, not... Me too. Tooth- <laughs> 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 They're like... Damn, we're just gonna polish your teeth. Like, yeah, I'm still like, Sam, we're just taking some x-rays today. I'm like, I, I know. I know what's going on. <laughs> Give me the good stuff, Doc. Yeah, I ask for the laughing gas. <laughs> True story, when I was probably 12, they had to pull some baby teeth for me. And uh-huh. they put uh, they put me on laughing gas. And I started to just laugh, like literally laughing uncontrollably. Right. And to put me back on oxygen to calm me down. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, All right. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> How did your opening weekend go? Not great, huh? Not great. Not great. I tell you what, the Red Sox made the Orioles pitching staff look like the best in baseball. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's it that's was bad. Good, and your pitching did not look good. No, the pitching actually. Well, that was my takeaway. Uh, was that the pitching, and you know they lost. The Orioles scored like ten runs in one game. Yeah. Um, but if you like look at last year, the pitching staff for the Red Sox last year, and specifically the bullpen, this season is looking much, much better. Because I think that the ERA of the bullpen of the Red Sox has to be like one or something. Really? Um, yeah, they're doing really well. All of those runs, like almost all the runs that have been given up by the Red Sox have been by the starting pitching. Oh, the Red Sox just won the game in 12 innings. Oh, good. I don't know what happened because I'm following on my phone. But uh, <clears throat> point is, uh, the Red Sox bullpen looks much improved. And I know that this is like really early on to say. Right. Uh, but, you know, the Red Sox had, I think, one hit in the opener, and then they scored two runs in the second game, but they only had, like, four hits. And then they were shut out again in the third game, or maybe they scored one run. But they basically didn't get any hits. And then uh, then uh, they scored 11 runs yesterday Yeah, against the Rays who were supposed to have the best pitching, one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Who was so, the Red Sox are not going to be good this year. 
we don't have a particularly deep um, roster in general, I don't think. Uh, but we will win a lot more games if the bullpen can be okay. Uh, and if the starting pitching staff can hold up because our two best pitchers haven't even played a game yet. So that'll be key. Do you, yeah. do you have faith in your hitting lineup? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think that J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and Devers are as good a, like, central three as anyone in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Christian Vasquez is one of the best hitting catchers in baseball, um, which isn't saying a ton. Um, and then, you know, it all kind of depends on, uh, Alex Verdugo, um, and some of these other bit, what's the word, not bit players, but, um, kind of, you know, platoon guys Mm -hmm. stepping up, but I think the Red Sox could score a ton of runs this year, uh, and they could win some games if their pitching staff can keep it together a little bit. Uh, I'm not calling a run for the division or even the playoffs, but I think they could be good. Right. Well, my Chicago White Sox, we dropped three out of four to the LA Angels to open the season. And that was super frustrating. Uh, Part of it was two of those four games we blew a lead in the bottom of the eighth. And then the other one of those games, it was a walk-off home run. Uh, right. I, I watched that Sunday night baseball game. That's why I kept texting you, tell what's-his-name to put on his fucking mask, right? Right. Was it Madden? We yelling yeah. at Joe Madden? Yeah. Um, it, it's bad, like... The whole adage, and I understand that it's only, you know, the beginning of the season, blah, 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 small sample size. But the other adage is, you know, you lose 50, you win 50, and then it depends what you do in the other 62. That was three goddamn games that were winnable that the White Sox let slip out of their hands. Right. That's very frustrating. The other frustrating thing is that they gave up Five unearned runs in that series. Huh. And that's a, that's a problem. And I'm watching the Mariners just tied the White Sox in the fourth inning on another unearned run. Huh. Um, so, like, the defense is bad. The defense is really bad right now. Uh, which, and I don't know how, you know, it needs to get better, but I don't know how. So, that's going to be a cause for concern going forward. Who's making the errors? Everybody. Gold glove winning center fielder Luis Robert let a ball hit him in the head. Uh, dependable catcher Yasmani Grandal made a bad throw. Adam Eaton has made two errors. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think. I'm not an Adam Eaton fan, but historically he's, I think, a good. Yeah. Uh, Nick Madrigal 
to to strike Nick. He's made a couple of errors, like it's everywhere. I actually like to, I actually like Nick Madrigal. He's a second baseman, and he hits like three fifty, but he never hits anything other than a single. He's like three fifty, three fifty, three fifty is a slash line. So I like that guy. <laughs> so we'll see. You know, I'm much more pessimistic now. Tim Anderson is hurt. He's supposed to start Thursday in the home opener against Kansas City. So knock on wood for that one. Obviously, Eloy's out for the entire season, at least until September. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm grimacing right now. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's a long season, as we said. You guys still have a ton of talent. Um, Pitching looks good. Pitching looks good. What? Uh, oh man, what was it? I was watching the Sunday night game, and Alex Rodriguez described your bullpen, and he said that there's just a ton of back end flamethrowers in there. <laughs> and, <clears throat> You know, that guy says fucking stupid shit all the time. <laughs> I just thought the back end flamethrower was, was like the name of like a burrito at like an yeah, 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 yeah. That's you what, know what I mean? That happens to me the day after I eat Chipotle. Uh, back end flamethrower. <laughs> no, no, it's like a it's not like a national brand, it's like a local chain who's like the hardcore like Tex-Mex in Albuquerque, New Mexico or something. And their signature dish is called the back-end flamethrower. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's like an enchilada burrito or something like that. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> well, we do, what we've done is we've converted all these starters into middle relievers, which I think is good. So we got Michael Kopech and we got Garrett Crochet, who have just been back-end flamethrowers in the seventh and eighth innings, which has been good. Uh, LaRusa, oh man, stupid-ass fucking Twitter has made me come out and defend Tony LaRusa, which I hate. Ooh. I know. Uh, he's been using uh, a, a late reliever, Aaron Bummer, a little too much, I think. He's the so, one who blew that game in the eighth, right? He blew that game, but I don't, I don't blame Larusa La or Bummer. I mean, whatever you give up a home run, yeah. But if it wasn't a save situation, right? That's the whole thing. White Sox Twitter got mad at Larusa for not having William Hendricks in. But it was it was the bottom of the eighth, and it wasn't a safe situation. It was a tie game, bottom of the eighth, and then the Angels hit a home run, and then the White Sox couldn't come back. It like shit happens. I don't know. I don't, I, I didn't get mad at Lisa about that. Yeah, I don't think that he played that wrong. I don't think he played it wrong. Um, doing color his hair though is not right. Lose's hair? Yeah, he's got a bad dye job. It's like you have way too much money to have that bad of a dye job, you know? 
yeah, just let it go gray or like cut it short, do something. Also, like it's weird. Looks like somebody's dying his hair while he's asleep in his bed, you know? He doesn't know how to wear masks. He doesn't know how to wear Joe Madden. He doesn't know how to wear headphones. Like there was a weird uh local interview with him where he had like the headphones on upside down for no discernible reason whatsoever. Like he's weird. The weird guy. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm not I, like, again, I fucking hate White Sox Twitter because they made me come out and defend his pitching decision. Right. Which was like pretty straightforward, I feel like. Right. Like it was not, you don't, he didn't put his closer in because it was not a closer situation. Right. All right. Um, we're at 30 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Well, do you uh, have, did you make anything special for Easter? I did not. I made my chicken thighs, which I fucking love. And right. I've got a full uh, refrigerator of groceries. I'm going to try a beef chili this time. I know you've been pushing me on this pork spare chili, and I'm going to go back to it, but I want to play around with the beef chili for a little while. Sure. Uh, and That's the more traditional direction. What? That's the traditional direction. Yeah. Well, one thing that I was I was eating last week, my pork spare rib chili, that was more Mexican soup that we right. talked about. And, and I was getting those weird fat globules. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know how to describe them. Like big hunks of just fat were falling off my pork okay. into my soup. Yep. And I was like spooning them out and throwing them in the trash out of like my bowl. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that was happening and it was making me irritated. Cool. So are you gonna go ground beef or are you gonna go chopped, like chunked beef or I bought a bunch of ground beef for this next round. I got ground beef. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm going to go for more traditional chili. I got more green peppers in a can. I got my cumin. Uh, I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to cut out the stock, right? So it doesn't turn into beef soup. I don't know. Now you're making me hungry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know but you know if you end up with soup you just have too much liquid in there you know right but that means i gotta time it correctly that i can cook off the liquid that's what happened i don't think it was this this last time but the time before i knew i was gonna have too much liquid but i had to go to work i didn't right. it just like leaving it with the lid off and on for five hours right well you know what you could do is if you're just making it on a day that you're just going to be home anyway yeah 
you could just cook it with the lid off and you can always like add water if it gets too dry you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing to say that that can't happen that's a good point because like only water evaporates right right and, you know none of that flavor is gonna evaporate huh I see what I'm uh, saying? yeah yeah like salt doesn't evaporate and like chili peppers don't evaporate. It's like only water evaporates. Right. And so like a lot of flavor management is just water management. It's like how much water is in here. It's like, oh, it's too much water. Cook some of it off, you know? Because if you like spoon it out, then you end up taking away flavor. Right, which I end up doing too often. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you just cook it out, you're just cooking off water. Hmm. I like that. All right, talk to me about your uh, Easter dinner because that sounded good. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, there were four of us, and we had 100 oysters and 100 clams. Now, you cannot eat oysters, right? And I can't eat oysters, right? I can, I can eat clams. Um, and so we did the clams, we grilled some, and then we ate them raw as well, shucked them, mm-hmm. and then shucked the oysters. Uh, and we ate all the clams and we made it through probably 75 oysters, let's say. Oh, you didn't get through all the oysters? No, we didn't get through all the oysters. Uh, and we had cocktail sauce. Uh, like an orange mignonette sauce and this like spicy Thai peanut dipping sauce for Mm -hmm. the shellfish. Mm -hmm. So we had that and then crackers and cheese kind of throughout the day drinking mimosas. And then we grilled a turkey, uh, had this broccoli casserole that Michelle makes, which is fucking amazing. And it's made with Velveeta cheese and it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a real, you know, Southern style. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's good. Um, (laughs) and like, it shouldn't be good, but it's so good. (laughs) Um, and then we had an arugula salad and papaya salad, like Somtom Thai papaya salad. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh God, it was all so good. That's awesome. Talk to me about the grilled turkey. How'd that work? Oh, really good. I'll I'll pro- I'll get a picture up on Instagram. Yeah, uh, it's it was legit. Uh, so we just like spatchcock the turkey, right? Cut cut the backbone out and kind of split it open so it lays flat. Mm-hmm. And then I did a rub. I like rubbed it with salt with a. I rubbed it with olive oil and maple syrup, and then did a dry rub of like um, cinnamon, nutmeg, oh, Thai God. chili powder, salt, uh, thyme. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it, I think. Wow. That sounds like fucking dessert. Yeah, it was kind of like There was just a lot of warm spice, which is good, like when you're grilling, because kind of a lot of, you know, if you do, if you do some like 
you know, if you feel like probably all the time got burned off, but like dried herbs kind of will all get burned off and these kind of like more hearty bark and nut spices, the flavor kind of sticks around a little bit better. Uh-huh. Uh, like you see a lot of warm spice and barbecue rubs, even if you don't like think about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was super good. How long did you grill it for? It took about two hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, hour and a half, maybe. That doesn't sound so long. No, it's a lot faster than just... Uh, um, it's a lot faster than cooking it in the oven. Yeah, do you know how big your turkey was? Huge. It's probably like 20 pounds. That sounds good. That sounds the uh anything on the menu for next week nothing planned uh yeah nothing nothing really planned i'd say but well let me think do we have anything planned no i don't think so all right all right so here is a game I started playing on Twitter this week. Cool. Is it called Calling People Cuck? Because that's a Reddit thing. No. And that's why I don't go to Reddit. Because <laughs> I don't fucking play that game. I hate it when people do. Um, think of an actor or yeah. actress. Okay. And what think if I don't know their name? Uh, we can figure that out. It's easy to know their name. And think of all the characters that they have played. Okay. And which actors like IMBD account would make the best baseball team? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were texting me that on Sunday. Right, that was what I was taking. Like Keanu Reeves was my example, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You got Neo. You got John Wick. You got Johnny Mnemonic. You okay. Johnny Utah from Point Blank. Uh, Point Break. Uh, I forget who else I had on that team. It was a really strong team. I think Keanu Reeves is a, a high pick for strong baseball team, but. You got Shane Falco from the replacements, who's a quarterback. And he's got the guy whose name is also John, I think, from Hardball, who must have played baseball at some point, right? Right. But other than those guys, he doesn't have any baseball players on his team. Right. And this gets us to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about Avengers versus X-Men in the baseball game, like just having superpowers does not necessarily make you better at baseball. Right. So who else we got? Okay, what if we like, what about, uh, I feel like Robin Williams could put together a pretty good baseball team. Oh, okay. Who are you thinking? Um, genie? I would take the genie. 
Yeah, the genie. Yeah. It's probably a shortstop, I guess. I'd maybe put, he's a catcher. I'd put what? genie at center field, but yeah, but you always are putting people in center field. Because they can cover the whole field. You can hide like the teacher from Dead Poet Society in right field. If you don't need the teacher from Dead Poet Society. Right. I think that you put uh, the Jumanji guy in center field. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right? Right, yeah, I see that. Uh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Second base. Okay, I like that. Um, let's see, first base. Maybe that's your Dead Poet Society guy. He just has to catch the ball. Right. Yeah. And like be nurturing, you know? <laughs> or maybe the Dead Poet Society guy is the catcher. Right. Because he's like really good at handling the. Um... Can he catch? Is there any evidence? I haven't seen that movie in years. Is there any evidence that he can catch? No, you know what? It would be uh, the his character from Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Yeah, because he but likes baseball. He's really good at like handling divas with really big egos who are super talented but can't get like can't help themselves, you know. And a key point of that movie is that bonding over the Colton Fisk home run. Right, exactly. So so that guy is like, I understand how, like, we can assume he played baseball at, like, the high school level or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's just, that's Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is just a guy, though. Should maybe pitcher. Maybe he'd be the pitcher. Oh, fuck. He also played Popeye the Sailor Man. Right field. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That would be a good right field move. Uh, yeah. He also, I never saw this movie, was like the, the Centennial Man, the AI robot. Don't know it. Yeah, he played a robot. Uh, he also played um, a crazy person in the Fisher King. He's played lots of crazy people. He is a crazy person. What about uh, the guy from Good Morning Vietnam? Oh, yes. There is a scene in that movie where he's teaching his Vietnamese students how to play baseball. Students? He's a radio DJ. He teaches English. Uh, You're right. He's a radio DJ. But he's got a job teaching adult Vietnamese English in that. Gotcha. In that. I like Robin Williams. Um, I'm, I'm looking, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking on my notes. I took lots of notes about this. You ready? Yeah. James Earl Jones. Right, you texted me that one. Oh, did I? Do you have it? Okay. Uh-huh. You, you got uh Lieutenant Lothar Zog, who's the guy who's driving the uh, bombardier in Doctor Strange Love. You've got Thusa Doom, who is the villain 
from Conan the Barbarian 1, I believe. Right? That, like, Conan kills, but he's a badass. Right. You have Leon Carter, who is actually a catcher in the Negro Leagues, in the Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars. So he, you, you have an actual MLB catcher. And you've got Darth Vader. Yep. You can, you can put Darth Vader anywhere. <clears throat> you've got Jack Jefferson, the boxer. Huh? Right? So you could put him lots of places. Um, you've got Omadon, the Red Wizard from the Flight of Dragons, which was a question because he would probably not be good at baseball, but he commands an army of dragons. <laughs> I just think that, yeah, okay, yep. You got Mr. Modal from the Sandlot, who we uh-huh. know was better than Babe Ruth at baseball. Now, the yeah. question is, is it young Mr. Modal or is it old Mr. Modal? Because it's blonde. It game. Yeah. You've got Terrence Mann, the author from Field of Dreams. Yeah. And then you have Mufasa the Lion. And again, I'm putting Mufasa in center field because he can cover the entire field. Problem is Mufasa can't bat, I'm assuming. Or like, would be really bad. Like, what are you going to do? Like, put the bat in the lion's mouth? I don't fucking know. Right. You just put people in center field. Well, because you need to cover the whole field. Who can, who can catch all of center field? Right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think the Robin Williams team would just be the best shit-talking team. Like, they would be nonstop heckling everybody all the time, and it would just be really good. I agree with that. I also think Genie could be a great center fielder and a... uh, dominate the game he really could <laughs> yep they, you also have baddie from uh phone gully you ever see that movie yeah i saw fern gully but i don't remember it really robin williams is a bat uh. all right so here's the last one and then we should wrap this up Kevin fucking Cosner. Right. You you can have a full roster of Kevin Costners who have played that position in a movie. Yeah. Right. Like, like you just have a baseball team <laughs> with Kevin right. Costner. But you don't have any like super powered beings. Right. <laughs> it's just literally like a bunch of beings. It's like it's like a triple A baseball team. Right, it's like a bunch of baseball team. It's like a bunch of baseball players and like a couple cowboys, you know? Exactly. And, and, Robin, Elliot, Hood. and Robin Hood and Elliot Ness. Right. I don't think they'd win a lot of games. They, <laughs> but they would be the best at actually playing the game of baseball. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Crash Davis, 
uh, Roy Campanella. Anybody else come to mind? Gina Davis, maybe she would probably be uh, have a pretty good team. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, you got Terminator. Yep. The guy who killed Predator. Yep. You got Kindergarten Cop. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the same guy in every movie. Right. Well, who else? You got. Uh... The Running Man. So was no. Oh, Running Man would be pretty good. You could put him at shortstop. Uh, you got that guy from the Mars movie, Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Here's a here's a dark horse, Tom Hanks. Huh. Again, this is based on baseball skills. Right. You've got a league of their own. Yeah, maybe that's it. Big. I don't think that Tom Hanks from Big would be good in a baseball game. <laughs> uh, Forrest Gump was a college football player, so he's got athletic skills. Right. Castaway. Yeah. That guy who has a really hard time peeing in the Green Mile. <laughs> yeah, do they play a baseball game in that? No. No. no maybe not. Tom. There's a lot of scenes of him like having a hard time peeing. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, anybody else we should have? Sean Connery? I bet Sean Connery would be good. Um, All right, here's a wild card. Bill Murray. I uh, explain. I don't know. Just think he might make a good. Uh... You got. See, he doesn't have any like super powered characters, right? You've got Ghostbusters. Right. You've got Stripes. Uh, you've got Groundhog Day. Has Bill Murray, like Bill Murray, the person is a big Cubs fan. Right. He, he's announced. Caddyshack? What? Caddyshack? Caddyshack. That might be a good call. Stripes? Yeah, Stripes I think is up there. No, you're right. Not, not really. Like he's, he's just a bunch of guys, like a bunch of average white guys. Yeah. Like there's no like what Scrooged. There's no one where it's like Bill Murray, amazing athlete for some reason. Right. So maybe Chadwick Boseman. How about? Oh, Chadwick Boseman's dead. That makes me sad. You know, he's definitely dead. Oh, but he played Jack, yeah, you right. He's Jackie Robinson. He's Jackie Robinson in Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, he wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's Jackie Robinson. Thurgood Marshall. He's Thurgood. I assume Thurgood Marshall was pretty good at baseball. Um, there was another movie. He was in that 
Ma Bell movie that just won him a bunch of posthumous awards. Um, shit, who else was he? He was somebody else's like a famous uh, athlete. Yeah, dude, Chadwick Boseman might be the winner here. Because you're not going to be the team that's got Jackie Robinson and Black Panther on it. <laughs> oh, I forgot you went to Howard. You forgot what? He went to Howard University. Right. Uh, all right, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Me now. What? They're coming to me now. Who you got for Tommy? Like, what good baseball players was Tommy? Oh, you, dude. Uh, he Pete Rose. Uh, when did he play Pete Rose? He was in a movie where he played Pete Rose. I'm almost positive. Hold on, I'm looking it up. So you, oh no, he played Ty Cobb. Sorry, played Ty Cobb. Oh, yeah, Ty Cobb. Cobb. Pretty good though. Okay, I'm looking at at uh, Chadwick Boseman right now. So you got Black Panther, you got Storm and Norman from The Five Bloods, you got Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you got James Brown. I feel like James Brown could get you some hits. Yeah. You got Jackie Robinson. That's kind of it, though. He's got like a limited uh, IM, IMDB here. Yeah, okay. So Tommy Lee Jones played Ty Cobb. Uh, he's also Two Face from Batman. Yep. Two Face from Batman. Yeah. He's the guy from um, The Fugitive. Oh, who's a cop, like a, a good cop, like a super cop. So He's a, a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, that'll give you some points. Um... That's a good one. He was General Douglas MacArthur. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, he was Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. Okay, I got another one, though. God, I'm killing it right now. Yeah, see? Wesley this is a fun, this is a good game. Wesley Snipes. Who's Wesley Snipes, got? Blade. Okay. Uh, the fan, where he played, he's a baseball player in that movie, I think. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know that movie. It's like this movie about this guy who's like uh, obsessed with this baseball player, and he's like the number one fan. Oh, but yeah, he's, he's a baseball player who's getting like stalked in that stalked, movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 I know what he's talking about. Uh, Demolition Man. Definitely. Um, 
Let's see. White men can't jump. Yeah, he'd be good at baseball. Like New Jack City. Yep. Willie Mays Hayes from Major League. Who is one of the greatest baseball players? Yeah. Right. Uh, what else? Oh, dang. Close to nine right there. Would Charlie Sheen be good at this game? Yeah, you're just thinking of the cast of Major League now? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. The other one I'm Googling right now, and we're way over time. I have no idea how long this has been now. Daniel Day-Lewis. What, Abraham Lincoln? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the last of the Mohicans? Well, the last of the Mohicans would be good. That guy, that guy would be good. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know. But, like, Abraham Lincoln was tall. Last of the Mohicans, there will be blood. Uh, Gangs of New York. You ever see that? Yeah. Bill the Butcher. Bill the Butcher. Ooh, my left foot. A paralyzed man who can only use his foot. Probably not. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe not Daniel Day Lewis. I don't see any. PG Wodehouse. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So I think I think it's I think right now if we made a tournament, Wesley Snipes has gotta be the favorite of the ones we've talked about. Right. Or Kevin Costner. Yeah, or Kevin Costner. But all of Kevin Costner's baseball players are not actually like great baseball players. Right. And he has no like 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 Wesley Snipes has Willie May Hayes and Blade. Right. And the guy from the fan. And the guy from uh US Marshals, the sequel to the fugitives. Also right. Tommy Lee Jones. And the white man can't jump guy, who's a basketball player, but presumably a good athlete. Right. You could put him in center field. <laughs> Oh, that's where Willie Mays Hayes plays, dude. Oh. Is, I thought, is he a center fielder? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plays like Mays, runs like Hayes. Yeah. Huh. All right. We're going to have to come back to this. And Demolition uh, Man. And Demolition Man. Bad guys from Demolition Man. I think Wesley Snipes might be the winner of this tournament so far. Yeah. Anyway, if you made it this far... Kevin Cosner has the guy from Waterworld who can breathe underwater. That doesn't help in baseball. <laughs> right. His hands and feet are all webbed, so he couldn't like rough, like catch or wear a glove or anything. Right. But anyway, if you've listened to this episode all the way through, send us your thoughts of actors whose characters would make up a good starting nine for a baseball team. Right. I think Gene Davis, I think Lori Petty. The Tom Hanks starting nine would be tough. 
Uh, oh, James Earl Jones. I'm still throwing James Earl Jones out there. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a podcast. We have talked about... Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, okay. You got... You got... Um, Morpheus? Right. Hold on. He's going to have a million of them. Yeah. Well, you got you got a bunch of people for Lawrence Fishburne. Well, Sam's looking that up. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump and at Facebook at Dump on the Ump. Uh, Instagram, especially if you're interested in our cooking top of the crock shots, check us out on Instagram. You can also listen to us on Spotify and or SoundCloud. What we got? One fish spoon, Sam. Uh, you have uh, the from Neo, right? Uh, what's it called? Morpheus from the Matrix. Uh, Predator, he's in Predator. What Predator is he in? I don't know. Hold on, he's just in a ton of these sci fi movies. Yeah, he's the Silver Surfer. I feel like he's like a side character in a lot of these. No, he is the Silver Surfer. Yeah, well, Silver Surfer would be good at baseball. Um, he is... Uh, you ever see that movie Event Horizon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's that'd like, be good. It's like the satanic like alien monster. Uh-huh. Um... We'll tweet it. We'll have to tweet it. We'll have to tweet it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. For Sam, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.